0: You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they're complex, but enjoying them should be easy. You don't need to worry about complex formations and flavor profiles or which wine pairs with what. All that matters is together, barefoot wine and Rams are easy to enjoy. So let's enjoy ourselves. Barefoot, the official wine sponsor of the NFL. (music) What's up, Jammies? It's Ricky Hollywood, and it's Ricky's Ram Jam presented by Barefoot Wine, but you already knew that. Big sigh. I'm just going to sip my wine, but let's look at some positives. Skronik is third in average separation. Defense has only given up three touchdowns and 183 plays. Jalen Ramsey got his first career sack. Aaron Donald added two more to his long list. And Cooper Cup hit 6,000 receiving yards, okay? One more week until the bye, and then this team can get some much needed rest
1: the story isn't written yet uh this is this is only final if we allow it to be and so we've got a lot of football left uh the urgency has to start to increase and we've got to be able to see it but it's been uh two weeks in a row that it's been really challenging um and you know hey to say that we've never been here before wouldn't be accurate we've gone through some adversity before and i've seen guys come out on the right end
0: exactly All right, so coming up on today's show, I'll briefly talk the NFC West Standings after week five. We'll answer some fan questions that I skipped from last week. And I have a special guest and a special friend joining me on Ricky's Ram Jam today. I have NFL Network's Mark Sessler from Around the NFL podcast joining me to preview Rams, Panthers, and we're going to look into the Crystal Ball. Okay, so quickly, NFC West Standings after week five. Um Cardinals fell to the undefeated Eagles 17 to 20. The 49ers beat the Panthers handedly 37 to 15, making them 3 and 2, and the 2 and 3 Seahawks fell to the Saints 32 to 39. So the Rams after losing to the Cowboys are one place out of first place. The game, however, the result, it was still so much fun. It was our Vamos Rams game. So Jalen Ramsey pulled up in the low rider with the Mariachi band, the Rams Mariachi, and it was so cool, the sweatsuit that he made. The halftime show was amazing. There were a 100 dancers on the field. Also, I got to do a shoot, like a video shoot in the tailgate, and I had never been to the Rams tailgate section at SoFi, and you know, you kind of hear the rumors like, oh, LA, it's hard to tailgate here, and it's not what you're going to be used to. It was unbelievable. I had so much fun, and I was there for a video shoot, so I couldn't stay really long, but I wanted to. Stay so much longer. Like people were offering up meat that they were cooking. There were DJs, there was huge screen TVs. It was like rows and rows of trucks and people offering beers, and everyone was so friendly. Couldn't drink because I was at work, sadly. But barefoot, if you're listening, maybe we should go hang out in the tailgate. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that it was so much fun, the energy was great. Uh, the fans were awesome. The Rams fans that I got to hang out with, even for the short time in the tailgate, I want to go back and I cannot wait to go back. Okay, so fan question of the week. Reminder to send in your fan questions to Ricky's Ram Jam at rams.nfl.com and I'll try to get a uh, get through a couple or a few. There are a couple that I didn't get to today as well because I've been getting so many emails and I appreciate you guys so much. Keep them coming. So this is from Jeff Markson from LA. First time writer, longtime listener. Uh, what was your tweet about the car wash with that Cardinals fan? Need a story time. Oh yeah. So last week, it was before the Monday night game. So two weeks ago now, maybe? I don't I don't remember when when that was. Felt like feels like forever ago, but not that long ago at the same time. So I was heading to the office, but I was wearing my custom Ricky's Ram Jam sneakers. Shout out to Migs and JJ who made those for me. They're so cool. And I was wearing those. I had a Rams t-shirt on. I had a Rams like jacket like it was crazy I was like decked out from head to toe and so I was driving to the office and I was like oh I'm gonna stop and get a car wash before I drive to the office and it was one of those car washes where they like give you the ticket and then they take your car and so I had to go inside to pay for it so I I walk in the door and the guy that was working the car wash, um, register had a Cardinals jersey on. And so I walk in and I like jokingly was like, uh, oh, and with a straight face, he looks at me and he's like, I don't like you either. And then I awkwardly paid and like laughed and left, um, which was, it was such a funny interaction and I loved it. And it was great to, to have that interaction really made me laugh. And he ended up laughing and saying like, have a good day, but it was great that he was like, I don't like you either. It was, it was awesome. It was really fun. Okay. As you know, Jammies, we love football, and we love our sponsor, Barefoot Wine. Love, love, love. Give it to me now. You know wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they can be complex, but enjoying them should be easy, and both are easier to enjoy with friends. He's the most fun member of the Around the NFL podcast, a true one of one, a top 10 NFL insider, but most importantly, my good friend, Mark Sessler. Mark. How are you? I think
1: some of those things might not have been true, but I don't I I like what you said, so Yeah, I think
0: I think that, they, they, you know, you just said that you've had such a busy day and we had to move my tape time around because, you know, you're just you're just a man that everyone wants wants a piece of, which I totally respect. But I got to tell you this story. So I have been obviously pushing Ricky's Ram Jam down everyone's throat at the office, making sure that, you know, the team internally has to support me as well. And there's a friend of mine, a co-worker who is a big around the NFL fan. And she was behind on a few episodes because she said they're putting, out like two hour episodes almost daily at this point and she's like and i just can't get up with all this content and i go listen i don't i don't give a bleep like ricky's ram jam has to be on top so like do you want to offer an official apology or maybe like a yeah we should probably pull back a little bit like anything like that?" yeah i
1: think we should probably (laughs) if it's affecting your show um, or the status of your show like right we should probably and i know that i know that um you know, Dan and Greg would agree, right. no questions asked, that we probably should just de-emphasize what we're doing, take it down a notch, maybe cut 30 to 40% of the content, um, I... just to let to magnify, you know, magnify what you're accomplishing over there.
0: No, I totally agree. And it's just I was like, wow, they're they're doing a lot of of work over there. It sounds sounds pretty crazy. It sounds like you guys you guys are pretty pretty busy.
1: Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure every time that we sit down for like our extra third or fourth episode of the week, I'm like, I know Um, Erica misses this, this grind is just like (laughs) exactly what she's missing.
0: I do think about it all, all the time. I really do. Okay. So Mark, let's, let's get into it. We've got the Rams coming off a, a tough loss to the Cowboys this past week. And now we're heading into the Panthers. The Panthers are coming to SoFi. A lot of news surrounding this team. Head coach Matt Rule was let go by the Panthers Monday morning. Defensive coordinator, Phil Snow was let go. How does that alter or complicate, c- complicate the Rams' game planning for
1: Sunday? Do you think, or does it help? I think. I think. If anything, you're you're hitting this Panthers team at exactly the right time, um, and there it's there hasn't also even if you're in general there hasn't been a wrong wrong time to play the Panthers this season too, uh, and really for me um, from a coaching angle, I think Steve Wilkes, who's taking over, who actually was um, the Panthers' defensive coordinator. Under Ron Rivera back during the Cam Newton times and did a good job. So, I mean, he is someone, um, you know, as a, as a, I have some Browns ties. He was Cleveland's defensive coordinator too. And the one thing I always heard was that players absolutely love Steve Wilkes. He was like a man's man. And so I think from that angle, this might be a good change for the team overall. But we we're talking about a scrambled week where they've got to try to figure out what they're doing. The schemes aren't going to change. So it's not going to be tough for, the rams to prepare the one thing is baker mayfield's out too i mean baker mayfield has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in many metrics um pj walker who is a former xfl star he's made two nfl starts right. um over two years last year he actually beat the colt mccoy led cardinals when kyler murray was out there but he's an xfl hmm. um, star of the past but he also has like over i think uh, I i had this number right here over Uh, 122 attempts, eight interceptions. So he's not a flawless quarterback. It might be a great situation for the Rams defense to get right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important for this Rams defense to put pressure on Walker early and, and often. So I think that will definitely be, be the key for, for this. So the Rams O-line, they made some new changes as of today, Tuesday, when we're taping this, it looks like um, Stafford's going to be with his fourth center now starting, which, which is, which is very difficult for this, for this Rams team to have to adjust. Um, You know, I guess the Rams O-line like Rob Havenstein decided to have a players only meeting with just the O-line saying they really need to get their head right, they need to get down and and deep and really get ready for this for this game. It's an injury depleted O-line. How do you go about addressing the need to better protect Stafford? I mean, I'm hoping that that all these sort of personnel changes is going to lead to something clicking.
1: Yeah, I think it's just like it's it's just a challenge that players who've been through a number of NFL seasons, the veterans like Havenstein... They've been through some stuff like this before where offensive lines where you know, you're not a star running back and operating as yourself. And if you're healthy, you're good. You have to operate in concert. And they've had so many uh, variables and so many. I think of a team like the Raiders that had like nine or ten line combinations. It just makes stuff tough. And, and, and when when Stafford a couple of weeks ago with a center he never practiced with had to be out there calling line protections. And suddenly your head is just dealing with so much. And then on top of it, the minute. The ball snapped you're under duress so I think a players only meeting in just another week of practice um, can help. You can change some of the ways, I guess, that you operate. On, and, it, you know, some of these teams go run heavy when this happens and they just say, let's keep it simple. Um, I don't think that's the Rams' plan in general. That's not really the kind of offense they are. But uh, in general, I mean, they're a really well coached team and you trust that Sean McVay will work their way out of this. Um, it's just a thing that even the best teams, and we're seeing it with the Super Bowl champions, when you all offensive line issues, everything starts to stem from there. So I love the idea that the veterans step in and say, we're going to meet, we're going to get this together, we're going to get a good week of practice in. We know what the scheme is and that even a week of practice can help a new center understand a little bit more about what it's like to work with the rest of the guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely have so I know Baker Mayfield isn't starting and it's PJ Walker which I think is is a benefit um for for this Rams defense just because of you know how many starts that he has under his belt not that Baker Mayfield was playing lights out either but you were a, a lifelong Browns fan you were a Baker Mayfield supporter so have you been tracking this Panthers team or have or have you not been watching it as often yeah I mean
1: because we try to watch every game as you know and like um I they I saw them close I watched them closely in week one and it's sort of tracked since waiting for Baker Mayfield to turn the corner in the entire offense. And it just hasn't happened. I mean, they are like, if you look at certain metrics, they are abysmal they, in terms of yards per drive, which sort of tells you, let's say you, tip, you get you know, an average kickoff. How long are your drives lasting where you're actually like sustaining middle of the field right. productivity? They're 32nd in the league. Points, they're like 29th. I mean, they've just been a, a defunct offense. And it doesn't really... I think it's like the sum of their parts don't add up because DJ is a good wide receiver. Robbie Anderson's a good deep threat in the right offense. Like, Christian McCaffrey has just not been used correctly. Right. There were tr- whispers that Christian McCaffrey was going to be traded, potentially the Bills, that the Panthers were in sort of fire sale mode. They're saying that's not the case. We'll see because a new regime, a new coaching staff that comes in, this might be the time to sell on these guys. And I think what that can do to certain players is like... I want to stay healthy and make sure that I can look for my future because I may it may not be here. But I think going to Walker um, is is an advantage for the Rams because he simply had not enough time under center. Right. I mean, I think he's got some skills. He's athletic, but like they all, all these guys are. I mean, I, like Mayfield was a bottom two or three quarterback this year. So either way, I think it's a get right game for the Rams and it's it's one they really need. And I think like I, to me, this is a good matchup for them to come in on both sides and kind of figure out who they want to be the next couple of weeks before they go into the bye week.
0: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this Panthers defense and how the Rams offense can sort of attack. This because I, I admittedly haven't been tracking the Panthers as closely until this week because you know we kind of go week to week and now that I'm starting to dive in sure. to this team, um the the defense doesn't strike me and it, and it's not one of those top defense like they p- faced the Niners and then the Cowboys right after and even the Falcons with Grady Jarrett the Rams have had to really 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 they they felt this O line sort of disconnect.
1: Yeah, they that, yeah, it's funny because I was looking at like who they played and like. It, you know, it's the sacks and the pressures. I mean, they were dealing, they dealt with three of the toughest teams on that front. I would say that your issue with Carolina, because it's sort of a middle of the pack defense, that I think um, their numbers are down because their offense is so bad. You're out on the field more and you're tired out and you're just not able, probably, to like control games from that side. But a guy like Brian Burns off the edge is one of their best players. Um, he can create chaos. It's someone I think that the Rams obviously will be super plugged in on. Uh, middle of their defensive line, Derek Brown is like as big as the uh, front door. He's gigantic. Um, he's powerful. They have a linebacker at night now. He was he was banged up last week, so I want to see what his status is. But Frankie Louvu has been making plays all over the place. Um, he's the kind of guy that can cover people out of the backfield. He's a he's a ball hawk. Uh, they'll have their eye on him. They lost they're they're a little banged up in the secondary. Jerry B. Chin is out, JC Horn's been injured. So I think if anything, this might be the kind of game where, you know, a Cooper Cup could find a way and that's what their offense has been. It's just been Cooper Cup kind of as the core piece element. And I don't see it as a game where he's going to be slowed down necessarily. I, mean, it's, I, I think you're dealing with a defense that A is going through all. It's like if all your bosses change at work entirely. I mean, you went through this, but it's not the same. If you were the same place, like everyone's kind of frazzled and you don't know where you know what's going on right. and what's what's left. I think it can either it can be really good and energize a team or they can bottom out. I, I do think Wilkes is a plus for them, but. Um, It is a week with a lot of question marks, and it leaves everyone wondering what their own futures are. So if you're an established Rams team that needs to say, like, we know what our weeks of practice look like, we understand how we operate, you go in there and you drop a bomb.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, too. And then the the bye comes at this perfect time, regardless Absolutely. of what happens on Sunday. And it's any given Sunday. And sometimes there is morale change with a new coach if you were down and out. So, like, anything can happen. But I do really feel like this is coming at the perfect time where they get the bye. McVay can take this team and get the rest that they desperately need because it's been, like you said, these top three or four defenses that they've played right out the gate. And I th- the Rams have the hardest statistics. Schedule coming from being being the Super Bowl champion, so I think that you know just getting to the bye, not looking past it, like it's one week at a time, and taking this Panthers team. But yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be important no matter what. But there, I just have a lot of questions on on both sides. I love seeing uh, that first catch NFL catch for Tutu Atwell, who finally got to showcase his speed. There were some plays during this Cowboys game that like made me feel pretty good and I know we've been saying it week after week after week they have to find a way to get Allen Robinson involved more it can't just be all on Cooper Cup I found I and the run game they're still struggling trying to figure that out but once again that stems back to the O-line and all that stuff so I don't know I really do feel that this this defense too especially has you know they've only held three touchdowns in the last eight quarters um which is which is great so they're they're playing there i think it's time for for this get right game for sure
1: it is and like um you know i during the bye week if i were the offensive line i would just go get like a big airbnb and spend like the whole time together just to get to know what you know whatever's going to happen with the future just like let's get our act together here um but i i'm with (laughs) you i think the number one is you don't you don't like worry about the talent roster for the Rams like their core right. talent is this is still so I mean there's a, there've been a lot of changes but this is still a big chunk of the roster that won the Super Bowl and also went through a really rough losing patch last year right where all these questions were raised about them and they've they have the DNA from the coaching staff on down to say we've been through this this isn't a first-time thing we can climb out of this I'd rather this all happen in the early part of the season. And then you have that bye week, you have it, you know, versus in December where everything a calamity strikes. I mean, I kind of trust this entire organization to pull their way out because we've seen it.
0: Absolutely, they've done it before. They went all of November last year without without winning a game. So, and it is it is so early. I get, so, like week one feels like six months ago and it was yeah. only five, five, six weeks. Like, it is crazy to me. And also there's there's so many weeks in a season and it's not even Halloween yet. It's it's just crazy. So of course that ball can, can get rolling and you don't wanna. But exactly what you just said. Um it's like it's almost like you work like you know, for NFL or something. Like you're I know, just you so like eloquent. I feel like
1: I feel like you um have forgotten that I also work in yeah, the same league as Yeah, I'm you, like, you, you
0: know? wait, wait, you're really like kinda hitting the nail on the head here. <laughs> Who taught you just all a that? Pull
1: string. Just pull just like <laughs> I just do this, just pull my string and I just to say things.
0: Uh, so, normally during this part of the show, I play a game called How Many? And Sessler, it's really difficult. I ask, like, how many sacks do you think Aaron Donald will get? It's like very complicated. So, no, trust me. Yeah, it's really tough. But I'm not going to put that on you because I know how busy you are and that's stressful. But you're such an amazing psychic and you have a history of being right with these things. One. Amazing play call that you said Baker Mayfield was going to come back against the Jets in the third quarter, and that went viral. And I think like every news article in the whole world picked that up. It was that cool. And I'm and quote me on that. The whole world picked it up. Every the entire single, world, yeah. the entire world. But like, Very big so in Moscow you, I
1: believe that prediction yeah,
0: was <laughs> it was huge. But I I just think that like. You have something very special, and I don't know if it's a medium or psychic or what's going on, but I want to tap into that. So I want us each to look into our crystal ball to give some predictions for this Rams team. We'll do, like, one for this coming weekend and then one for the rest of the season. Great. And I can start us off just so you can sort of channel and tap into your powers.
1: Yeah, just so I see how it works. Okay. Okay,
0: cool. So, yeah, I'm just like... Taking a deep breath here. I'm just thinking. Okay, let me look here. Hmm. I see at least one defensive touchdown in week six. Defense has been playing well, like we talked about earlier. They've been keeping teams out of the end zone. I see, what is this? I see a, a pass breakup by Aaron Donald. I see PJ Walker flailing around. I see, who is that? 45? Is that Bobby Wagner? Oh, my word, it is. It's Bobby Wagner grabbing the ball in midair and running it back into the end zone for a pick six. I see McVeigh jumping in the air, and I see his get back coach running around like crazy. I see Jalen Ramsey racing down the field to celebrate. I see defensive
1: greatness. How was that? I like that a lot. And I'm getting a vision too. And if it pairs, um, if what you're seeing pairs with what I'm seeing, uh, it's going to be a long day for the Carolina Panthers, um, and they've had long days before. Because I am seeing Matthew Stafford um, kept clean behind an agitated offensive line that's tired of hearing about their their issues, and I think that I see Stafford throwing four touchdowns on the day. It's that it's time. It's he's due for that. Allen Robinson, I think, will have two of them. That's what I'm seeing. Wow. But one of the other scores will go to eligible lineman Joe Noteboom, uh, who. <laughs> He's going to be telling reporters later that he credits his clutch hands to, this is strange, but to the games of catch that he played with Ricky Hollywood in the courtyard wow. outside the team cafeteria after you guys, I guess, had like daily ice cream cones together. Yes, we do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he I says didn't, nobody he, knows about that.
1: Well, no. So I mean, exactly. Like, that's wow. why you know this is good veracity here. I know, but he, he, he The one thing he said about you is that the velocity—one reason that this worked—that the velocity on your throws um, was so—it uh, mirrored Matthew Stafford's to such a degree that when the ball was thrown to him in the end zone against the Panthers, that it just felt like he was out in that courtyard, and it was—it was, it was um, second nature to catch the touchdown and. Put, I think at that point they're winning seventy-two to fourteen based on our prediction. So,
0: <laughs> wow that that sounds amazing. And Jammies, you're gonna have to track this on Sunday and and let us know if we if this became true because I think I think it will. Okay, so let me look back into this crystal ball for the season season long. Hmm. Okay, I'm looking into the future. I see Stafford lying on the ground after another sack. I see Ramsey getting angry and other. Players shaking their head? I see the Niners' defense taking full control of the Rams' offense? Wait, wait, what? I see the TV screen turning off. I see Stafford shutting off the tape of the week four match. I see the team rallying around and correcting the mistakes. I see the 49ers coming into SoFi and the Rams turning everything around. Jimmy G isn't getting the ball out as quick. The defense is on fire. The offense is playing together and fluidly. The Rams beat the Niners in week eight to take control of the division. Wow.
1: That's... um. That's money, but I, you know, again, I, f- I, see. I think our visions are aligned to some degree here, because um, here's what came to me, and I, I think it just it's, it adds emphasis. It must um, be true. Emphasis. Yeah, it might be true when we both are feeling this. But here is, um, I think the Rams come flying out of their bye week with wins against the Niners, Bucks, Cardinals, and Saints, completely changing their season. And a source close to the team will reveal that everything turned around after Sean McVay use the downtime to invite the entire roster and the ram staff that means you too yes. to the mojave desert for a 72-hour silent retreat now in the middle of the barren wilderness they work together to add 25 pages to the playbook by drawing up next level diagrams in the sand stuff that's nobody nobody's ever seen these kind of plays before in the nfl wow. a brand of offense That takes the league by storm when they drop 35 points in the first quarter against the Niners in Week 8. And then trot John Wolford out to add another 21 points before halftime running a never-before-seen version of the Wildcat called Desert Viper. (laughs) The sky is the (laughs) limit from there.
0: Wow. I just got chills. I don't know if I could be silent for 72 hours. I really don't. Uh, You're their if, concern, I think. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe I might get left off that invite list. But no, I think, I think I could do it. If if McVeigh, that's what he wants, then then that's what he'll do. I'll talk like Les Sneed and and Kevin there too. Everyone's there, and we're
1: all silent. I mean, you put out a thirty minute episode of this podcast with no sound.
0: Wow, it would probably be the most downloaded episode, honestly. Well. <laughs> Okay, wow, you guys, that was awesome. I feel I feel good that that's just what the universe has in store. Don't blame the messenger. We just no. we just spoke what we saw when we looked into the crystal ball. So, Mark, here, let's do our Ram Jam. So, at the end of each show, I ask the guests the same three questions, rapid fire style. Okay. Sure. Which Rams moment is your favorite of all time?
1: Uh, this is easy um, because last year I got to go to take uh, my son Colton to the wipeout over the Cardinals in the playoffs, and that place was on fire, and it made him a Rams fan, so uh, oh, I that love worked. That.
0: Cool. If you could eat, this is going to be hard for you because you notoriously don't like food. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I'm going to make it harder because you can't say pizza because you always say pizza.
1: I But actually I've thought about this a couple times like I can't be pizza because your body would be so run down. It needs to be a truly healthy food okay. um, And I would go apples because you could you could make apples in different ways and stuff But it would how can I can't you make
0: have... apples in different ways?
1: I don't know, but you can't like it can't be like oh I want to have like beef stroganoff and it's like all that's <laughs> in your body you'd, you'd be dead in like two weeks
0: or you'd be really thin like maybe your body just rejects it Like well, I think
1: bingo, which is also bad
0: yeah, everything is a um, calorie deficit, and they did a study recently. I was just reading up on this. That if you ate even like Chipotle every day, but kept under your calorie deficit, you could still lose weight. Even if you ate like cake all day, but you stayed under that. So this is I don't what know. you're looking
1: at in your free time.
0: Yeah, this is me. I'm really like diving, diving deep into this. Okay, um, what would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not
1: fail? Uh. I would like to, I would like to fly, like fly to like a way far away country like Australia but with no um, credit cards and no money or just mm. maybe just a small amount of money to get started but then try to work my way back with no um, help from the outside, outside sources to get back to LA within a year.
0: Okay, so like you're gonna just get a job at a surf shop and then start bartering for coffee and like you don't have a place to live or anything like that?
1: Right, nothing like you start from total scratch and see if I can get back to Los Angeles within a year. Yeah, okay. Um, like, without any, you know, without anyone paying for a cent of it. Like just right, even, so uh, you
0: can't start a GoFundMe or, like, Mark Sessler on Cameo. No, not,
1: no like, no loopholes like that. I can't do, okay. a, like, a My Only Fans or whatever it's called. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would crush it on that as well. Yeah, oh, totally. Okay, Depends before I... <laughs> Before I let you go, Sessler, you and I have had so many fun memories with wine. We love our wine. Too many memories to count. I was so jealous while you guys were in London for the London Games because I remember many a night us tearing it up with some wine on those streets and our trips together. Um, we and Love enjoying wine together so much. I thought I'd ask you the first ever. This is, this is straight from Barefoot Wine. You're the first guest I'm doing this with. The okay. easy to enjoy question of the week. Huh? Huh? How about that? yeah how about that setup tell that tell that's dan that's a pro
1: no you've done a nice job
0: <laughs> okay if you had to road trip with someone on the Rams squad who would it be and why and it can't be me because we would do that anyways
1: i know um well i would wait can it be of someone outside not just a player but someone within the organization yeah uh, i would i would go less need because i having t- i've had the chance to at least talk with him a bunch um he came on our show and he looked at this uh, bookshelf, which is not just a picture of a bookshelf. It's not. A, it's not a real one. But like, um, he was like, "I want to see like what books are on there." And like, I just have heard so many anecdotes about him where he's kind of like super interesting to talk to. So I know that it would be interesting, and I think we would have some adventures.
0: Nice. Do you think he would know your name?
1: I think he would be fed my name by a PR executive, and so I would think he did.
0: Okay, so you would be like, "Oh yeah," like, and he'd be like, "Who am I going on a road trip with?" Yeah, he'd no, find I'm- out
1: last minute. It's like the guy's name is Matt. or mark it's matter mark just play your (laughs) play around it
0: (laughs) i love that mark thanks so much for hanging out with me i'm so glad i got to tap into your fortune teller you know medium-esque psychic vibes because i'm just expecting all of this to be true and it is true so that is what it is well i
1: think like come i'll come back on the show when we want to take our victory lap after it all you know unfolds as we said
0: awesome thanks mark Thank you. There he goes. What a joy. I love Mark Sessler. Adore him. He's on the Around the NFL podcast, which, as you heard, airs almost daily wherever you get your podcast. So check that out. But not until you listen to this one, Jammies. Hello. Where does your loyalty lie? <laughs> no, we love it. I appreciate you guys. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, we looked into the crystal ball and what's true is true. Don't hate the messenger. Hate the crystal ball, as they say. Thanks so much for listening. Check this out on YouTube. If you're listening, listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your pods, if you're watching on YouTube. And we're loving the comments and engagement so far. All right, you guys, I'll see you Sunday. Let's ram it.